Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to this week's edition of Hockey Unfiltered with Ken Campbell. I am the sidekick to Ken. I am the chief Bromden to Ken's Randall McMurphy because one flew over the cuckoo's nest here. <laughs> this week, we're going to be talking about the Leafs, the Devils, the Oilers, the Avalanche, and lots of little subtopics in between that. So check us out on Twitter at HockeyNoFilter at Ken underscore Campbell 27. Of course, at underscore Delanois. Why'd I hedge? I had the timing and then I sped up. I got I got nervous. You got nervous. Yeah, you're giving me okay. a look. Yeah. Yeah. You you have That was a good that was a good sidekick reference. You have an intimidating stare. <laughs> that you have a good that was a good sidekick reference. Yeah, mostly because I sometimes, plan on murdering you by some, smothering you with a pillow. <laughs> I thought it was the other way around. I thought you were chief. Oh no, I'm, I'm chief. I'm Chief Bromden. Right. Okay, yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's true. Because that's the sidekick, mm-hmm. right? Like, he kind of mm-hmm. followed what Jack Nicholas yeah. was, was doing there. Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. <laughs> <laughs> I followed him all the way from the 1st to the 18th, <laughs> is what I did. <laughs> Listen, well, I'm just teeing up the jokes today. Nice. Oh, there it is. Yep. <laughs> should we talk about hockey, or, or, or what's the story? Yeah. We've yeah, gotten we a should. lot of lovely reviews, by the way. A lot? No, we got no. one. <laughs> One, yeah, it was That's on your, it? it was on your, your I know, I saw that, sub, yeah, your Substack, yeah, yeah. KenCampbell.substack.com and for they, this and Ken's other great writing. They be said, there or be. <laughs> oh God! And they said something about. They, it was just a really nice comment. It was like, a nice comment. Like it was just like you guys. I just want to say I really enjoy your podcast. Yeah, and you guys are naturals. Yeah, natural what? <laughs> Naturals that Natural sucking. born idiots. <laughs> uh, well, we appreciate that. We yeah. enjoy the podcast as well. We really wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't fun. Yeah, because we don't do it for the money. <laughs> There's tens of dollars at play here. you got to understand. Absolutely. Did you see somebody, somebody did like a, a compilation of sports betting, just making fun of sports betting and these two family guy references? It was like how I expected sports betting to go. And it was like, Peter sitting there with all this money being like, now that we're rich, all of our problems are disappearing. And there's like how it actually went. And it's just him walking up to the casino at the kiosk. And he, he's like, let me bet a hundred bucks. And they're like, you want to pick a team? He goes, nah, just take it. <laughs> <laughs> My son, actually, who doesn't, I have one son who's really into sports and another son who's like completely not into sports. And so the day of the Super Bowl, he bets 10 bucks 
on the Chiefs, mm-hmm. and he gets one hundred and fifty dollars in free bets because because he bet the ten bucks. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, and if you've heard our spots, you know that that's what yeah. a lot of these places do. So he bets the ten bucks, yeah, wins, yeah, and then 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 a couple of nights later, he takes a bunch of the money and bets on like Arizona to beat to beat uh, Nashville. And, Col- and, and Columbus to beat somebody else. Yeah. And he got it right. Right. <laughs> and then he bets like uh, Detroit to beat Calgary the other night. He put a bunch of money. So, so he's won like 250 bucks <laughs> without really knowing much. And he yeah. goes, he says to me, he says, yeah, I, he says, he says, yeah, dad, you know, if, uh, you know, if Arizona wins tonight, it's a $92 payout. I said, yeah, there's a reason for that. Yeah, so it's it's probably not going to happen. And he goes, "Yeah, but you know, it's probably fifty fifty, anyways." And I'm like, "You're not wrong. <laughs> You're not wrong." You know, in the sense that the two outcomes are winning or losing. Well, no, in the sense that in hockey, like, yeah. it's it's more like in hockey, anybody can beat anybody. Like, literally, anybody can beat anybody on any given night. Right. You know. Yeah. Like. No one, no one is surprised if the Chicago Blackhawks beat the Boston Bruins. So the, I mean, you're surprised, but it's like, yeah, that can happen. Well, the Chicago Blackhawks got stomped by the Montreal Canadiens, and then 24 hours later, proceeded to stomp the Toronto Maple Leafs. Right. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. So yeah, yeah. you know your point, right? <laughs> to, to your point. To your point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think like the way that the guys make money off of betting is that. They have their thing, their model as to weighting teams and the odds on teams. And anytime that they find uh, a discrepancy or a large enough discrepancy between what they think the odds of that team winning are compared to what the odds makers think the odds of that team winning are, then they can. Okay. Because it's like you might be able to pick out of 10 games every night. you You might be able to pick nine right. And make like two bucks off of each of those nine yeah. because that's what everybody else picked. Right, right. Gee, I picked, you know, I picked the Colorado Avalanche to beat the Arizona Coyotes. Wow. Right. Yeah. You yeah. genius big brain, you know, with <laughs> lots of ridges and gray matter and synapses. <clears throat> right. It's See, not, that's uh, the key is to put your life savings on that then. Well, and then that the way, way, even if the payout's through. small, you, you still get a lot of money back. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably the way to do it. That's the way to do you it. You know what though? Like I, I don't bet. I don't understand any of it. Yeah, perhaps I shouldn't be saying that on a podcast that's that's sponsored they by a betting. They only listen to the. Yeah, yeah. They only listen to the <laughs> yeah. thing to the ad. But, read. but anyways, yeah. I, I don't understand any of it. But and I don't even know if you can bet this. But <clears throat> if I were a better yeah. on hockey, I would bet prop bets, and my prop bet would be. Every single time one team gets a power play, I would bet that the the other team is going to get the next power play, and I'm sure that I would make a ton of money. I don't safe even know. Bet. I don't even know if you can bet that. I, I don't think you can. But I, okay, that would be a safe. Bet. Yeah, yeah, like that. That would be something where I'd be like, okay, there's some action there. Let's go. Let's make some money. So I I've been quite purposeful in my uh, ignorance of betting. Yeah, and and the reason why is because. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm just I'm just one of those guys that when I see something, I kind of go, well, I could do that. And so, like, 
I've I've built player models and I've built stuff like that and I've played around with those numbers and predicted with decent degrees of accuracy as to who's going to do well and who's going to do poorly. Yep. And so I I just think to myself if I like I could incorporate the that understanding with an understanding of odds, but I purposely for lack of better words keep myself at odds with an understanding of odds so yeah. that yeah. I don't go down that rabbit hole cuz right. I can see myself getting very deep into it yeah and then the next thing you know i show know up for, thyself i show up for the podcast and you don't have a garage anymore because you don't own a house yes yeah. exactly yeah. or i just lost the garage which frankly all the value is here yeah 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 they're like the house is a dump that smells like cat piss but boy it's got a big garage <laughs> oh you wouldn't believe the state of the house when we bought it i took eight months off work eight really? months yeah fixing the. anyways whatever you don't need to hear that wow um yeah, the first so, house we had smelled like cat piss, too. Something about... Uh, and, and I think we lived there for like eight years, and it never left. And we oh, mo- I know. And we moved out, and other people moved in. They probably smelled cat piss, too. And we never had a cat. We we I ripped out all the floors. Yeah. I mopped the subfloors with bleach. I mopped the subfloors with, uh, with this odor cat piss buster stuff. And at one point, I bought... And I'm not even lying to you. This is tips for homeowners here. I bought a water gun... Put the cat piss odor stuff into the water gun and sprayed it under this crack between the, the subfloor and the drywall. And I sprayed it all in there and then spray foamed afterwards to just seal that all up. And it's pretty good. But on a very hot day when the oh, sun's yeah, beating on the yeah, side of the yeah, house, yeah. you still get a whiff of it. I had. Uh, th- wow, we're just going down a rabbit hole here. But I had. Well, cat piss is I endlessly had, fascinating. No, I had. <laughs> but no, but I had squirrels. A, a mother squirrel give uh, have babies in my shed. Oh. And uh, they left a big smell there. I took everything out. I power washed the whole shed. Yeah. You know, did the whole thing. And you can still smell squirrel stuff. Squirrel, squirrel piss and poop. Yeah. Yeah. And afterbirth. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> so shall... shall Ah, boy. Let's go home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're yeah. done here. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> they uh, they acquired the big center that they've always wanted in Nolachari. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, I say that jokingly, but really, Nolachari is a, a huge part of that trade, in my opinion. I, I agree, because yeah. because it, it, it the, the trade <clears throat> both solidified their top six and their bottom six. Right. Right. And, and so, and so, like it solidifies their top six because now, you know, it looks. I mean, unless Sheldon Keefe's got some weird plan here, it looks like he's going to be the second line center with Tavares and, and Marner, right? Right. And then, so not only does that, like, now there's no notion that guys like Carl Kelly Arncroft or 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 um, Alex Kerfoot or yeah. guys like that are going to be playing in the top six. Yeah, there's no like there's nobody's pretending that that's going to happen ever again yeah. unless they run into a bunch of injuries, right? Yeah. So so yet then you've solidified your top six. You've also you've also strengthened your bottom six because now Yarncroft and 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 Kerfoot are bottom six wingers or are bottom six forwards. Yeah. And then you bring in Achari and he's centering your fourth line. Yeah. So you've you've yeah it's a Tidy bit of business. I, I thought it was a tidy, tidy bit of business. And then, you know, of course, last night, you know, Ryan O'Reilly goes into Buffalo and says, you know, if I hadn't kicked you in the pills enough, Buffalo, 
I'm going to come in and do it again with another team this time. Although one thing that I'll say is when you think about the fact that Buffalo traded out Jack Eichel and Ryan O'Reilly and still managed to get the best center of the three, it's kind of surprising. Well, and, and it's, and, and I mean, yeah, I mean, that's, see, that's where Buffalo is going to, when they do get good, Mm -hmm. that's where we're going to say, okay, that's how they got good. You know, like too many teams like Ottawa traded away guys and, you know, I mean, they got Josh Norris in the, in the Carlson trade and they got, you know, but, but you got to have more to show for those trades when you trade away, you know, these great players, you know, they trade away Jack Eichel. What do they get back? They get Alex Tuck, Peyton Krebs and whatever, you know, and then, uh, and then they trade away, you know, obviously they trade away Ryan O'Reilly, get Tage Thompson. Mm -hmm. Right. So, um, yeah, that's I think where you know the Buffalo Sabers are 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 you know that's that's where they're going to um, make their hay. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, back to Ryan O'Reilly. Um, what else were we going to say about him? Okay. So- well, no, but just imagine you're Ryan O'Reilly, right? And you're playing yeah. for the you're playing for the St. Louis Blues. You suck. Personally, you suck. Your yeah. team sucks. You're minus 24. Yeah. You can't kill penalties anymore. Yeah. You know, uh, and then you get traded and you are immediately put on a line with poss- possibly and- the best playmaker in the NHL. Yeah. In Mitch Marner, a guy that makes plays like all the time. And John Tavares, who's having a stupidly good season. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, that's a pretty good situation. He the the one thing that I'll say about that trade that I think is just so because there's been of course a little bit of talk about you know before obviously we've now seen a few games with O'Reilly was he washed right yeah and I can't help but to harken back to we've already seen this story with him on a middling team get traded to a good team yeah and all of a sudden just be the best player on the ice right. We've right. seen that story with him specifically, right? And so I can't yeah, help. Yeah, but we to, saw, we saw it four years ago, though. That's I think that's the concern. Yeah. How old is he? He's like thirty. Um. Uh, no. 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 He's not. No. He's in as well into his thirties. Anyways, I, my point is, is that we've seen we've seen this story before with Ryan O'Reilly. Yeah. And uh, and and you know, he got the he's thirty two, and he yeah, got the bump. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It's not crazy to think that he's going to get that bump again at 32. And now, of course, he's he's kind of shown it a little bit. The only and, – and two things. There's a positive thought and a negative thought I've got on this. One, Leafs scoring in the playoffs always dries up. Cross-checking in front of the net. Those yep. guys are have trouble yep. penetrating, yep. right? Uh, Align with O'Reilly and Tavares. Yeah, keep them away from the front of the net. Go for it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the but then the negative thought about that is your top line, which was already kind of slow, right? Because Marner's agile, but he's not fast in a straight line. I, I think he's I think he's fine. Okay, yeah. And this isn't fine. their top line again. This is not their top line. That's fair. Anyways, okay. So whatever. Yeah. But well, actually, their top two lines are not particularly burners. There's nobody on there that's that's a that's yeah. a speedster, yeah. And so uh, yeah. you take off basically the only speedster in Kerfoot, which is fine. Obviously, yeah. he didn't really belong there, you know. Yeah. Montreal had Paul Byron on the top line <laughs> at times, right? Uh, 
it's nice to have that speed element, but it's with the guy that doesn't have the, the chops to do it. He doesn't yeah, have the chops plus, to do plus it. Plus, I just think, you know, like speed of mind and speed of hands is counts for a lot too, mm. you know? I mean, these guys get around yeah. the ice okay. It's not like, like, it's not like they're slow. Yeah, that's like true. they're not slow. Tavares is not slow. He was, and he he redefined himself, and he's now a, a, an adequate skater. Yeah. Um. You know, I just think they do so many other great things that okay, so they don't have the speed element. Okay, that's yeah. I'm okay with that. But yeah. you know, just to me, it's it's like three really like like is there a hot is there a line? I'm just trying to think. I mean, well, Marshawn Bergeron and 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 uh and uh Pasternak when they're together but like there aren't too many lines with a higher hockey IQ than those three guys yeah they're all just really smart like really 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 smart players who make yeah. really smart good plays well to be clear that was just me trying to find the fly in the ointment right 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 um but that being said uh you know the, the other side of it is is that if O'Reilly does wind up centering the third line which it won't now I don't think but I don't think so. But uh, it depends on how the matchup game happens. Yeah, Sheldon Keefe's not shy at juggling his lines. Mm-hmm. And if they're in a situation in the playoffs where their top two lines are getting hard matched and shut down, mm-hmm. then maybe he decides to spread that yeah, out. Maybe. Yeah. Um, but my point is, is that I've asked you this before, and I ask this question all the time. After uh, uh, Pittsburgh won their two cups, and Nick Benino had a thirty goal season and was the third line center, I always ask the question on a cup contending team yeah. with the good top two centers who's your nick benino right because if crosby and malkin couldn't get it done by themselves mm-hmm. and needed a third line center to make that work yeah then i then i wonder uh and maybe tavares winds up sending the third line like maybe mm. they go that way with it but I who knows it. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter my point is to say is that you can have three excellent excellent centers yeah three of the top 15 centers in the league 20 centers? Yeah, may, yeah. Well, yeah, maybe. Wouldn't anyways, without going through the list, it wouldn't be a crazy <coughs> stretch to say that. Well, I mean, it's the O'Reilly. I'm not sure if he's if he's in the top 20 anymore, but yeah. Yeah, I don't know. The thing the thing with this is is that name me one area of the game where the Leafs aren't better now. Yeah, there's there's, none. No, there's no area of the game where the yeah. Leafs aren't better. They're they've they've they're better on face-offs now. Mhm. They're better penalty killers. Yeah, they're 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 better defensively. They're they're battle tested. You yeah. know, they got a guy who's been through everything and seen everything. Um, you know, they and and the thing is, is like people will talk about a guy like Ryan O'Reilly and go, "Oh yeah, well, you know, he's great and he's he's going to be perfect in the room and everything." And and I remember, I can't remember who it was said, you know, that that's the thing about those guys in the room is they insist on playing too. And, 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 you know, in this case, you've got a guy who can back it up, yeah. you know, by, by his play yeah, yeah. because he's not like, he's never going to be terrible. He's never going to be terrible. He's always going to be able to do something. Even if he's not scoring, he can be your shutdown guy. He can go out and win faceoffs. He can kill penalties. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's yeah. like, he's never going to be like, at least in the short term in this, in the, in the window of this, yeah. this rental, He's never going to be a liability. No. No. <laughs> I, and I'm going to butcher this expression, but there's a French expression, which is, uh, si le bon dans la chambre, resté dans la chambre. 
he's good in the room, stay in the room. Right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, but <clears throat> going going to Achari now, um, the thing that I find really intriguing about that is that for a long time I felt that the the concept of the fourth line shutdown, mm-hmm. the the shutdown fourth line has been a myth. Yeah, because the top lines have just gotten so good in this league that to ask any fourth liner to just go out there and play meat and potatoes hockey against them and shut them down, mm-hmm. it's just not non-existent yeah i mean you're not matching you know if you have the matchup you're not you're not putting your fourth line out against the other the other team's top line you're putting your top line out against them exactly yeah exactly and so uh but with but achari is one of those guys that uh if you don't if you don't have home ice advantage that night or those two nights uh he's one of those guys that you're not necessarily afraid of them Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. trying to you know because like you know, Phil Deneau was playing like 32 minutes a night in Montreal's run to the Stanley Cup final. Yeah. Maybe 28 or something like that. But it mm-hmm. was it was outrageous. And it was because the fear that another team would put out a line against a not Phil Deneau yeah. was yeah. Just, ast- just keep going out there and doing what you do. Exactly. Yeah. So that's the side with, <clears throat> with Noel Achari that I think. And, and okay. he's one of the few centers that I would really trust in that situation. Yeah. Yeah. And all of this is just going to make it even more disappointing when they lose the first round. <laughs> okay, so that's my last question. Before we get off the Leafs, my last question is this. Where does this, what bracket does this knock them into for you? Um, I, I think it, it, it solidifies their legitimate Stanley Cup contender status. Okay. Okay, so like they So you they, felt they, that they are, were a tenuous Stanley Cup contender before this, and now they're legitimate. I don't know, because like to me, like this is not a blockbuster swing for the fences trade, in my opinion. This is a good trade, a really good bit of business that a good GM did for a good team. You know? Yeah. Like I don't think it it I, I don't think Tampa's sitting there and going, Oh my God, we have not you know, we have to answer for this. You know, like I think Tampa's going like, Yeah, we're pretty good and we're okay. Yeah. You know, we're we're okay with that. Yeah. Um I I don't think it 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 like changes the balance of power in that division or in that conference but like i said the leafs are are better in every aspect of the game with Ryan O'Reilly in their lineup than they are without him they're better in every single one and i mean that's really all you can ask for right yeah. like you get in you, you you know you don't just get in it's like that happens but it doesn't happen very often, like, oh, just get in and then, you know, and then you can win. No, get in and be really good. And I think the Leafs have set themselves up. It's to, only happened. To, sorry, I was just going to say it's only happened once in recent history that that team has won the Stanley Cup. Twice. St. Louis and, yeah. and L.A. Yeah. But yeah. most of the teams that just get in and then go on a run, that yeah. run does not it, end it, with it, the Stanley Cup. Yeah, it, yeah, it usually ends by the conference final, if not before, but yeah. Yeah. So, so anyways, I I mean, I just think that if you fancy yourself a contender and you're, you know, this is, this is, you've, you've identified that this is a guy that can help you. I I think they did pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. Now they're not done. I don't think, I mean, I think they need to still get a defenseman who's who, who, you know, who will be nasty. Who would you be targeting? I don't know. I mean, like, I, you know, people are saying Luke Shen, I guess. Yeah. Um, is that enough? I don't know. I mean, Luke Shen is not going to be playing. You know, he's not going to pull a Johnny Oduya 
and be playing 23, 24, 25 minutes every night in the playoffs. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> wonder if Florida misses and a guy like Gudas becomes available. I think he's got one more year on his contract. I doubt if they're going to... Well, I, I doubt... I, I don't think they're going to be in a spot where they're going to know they're going to miss by the by the trade deadline. That's a fair point. Like they're back in the race now. Yeah. I mean, you know, they've played more games than everybody else, so yeah. it's a bit of a ruse, a bit of a ruse. Yeah. Uh, but you know, they're they're in it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, should we move on to the uh, New Jersey Devils? Okay. Hey, everybody, the action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook. With tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet of up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more, and hockey, too. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. Best of all, DraftKings is safe and secure and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Perfect. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. So before we move on, check out kencampbell.substack.com for this podcast directly into your inbox. And of course, Ken's excellent writing. And you can check us out on Twitter at HockeyNoFilter, at Ken underscore Campbell 27, of course, at underscore Dylan Waugh. That's me. And don't be afraid to leave us a review, even if you say skip over Dylan. Although I think that in fairness to me, it's uh, time for somebody to leave a review saying skip over Ken. I'm just saying fair, fair should be fair. Well, yeah, but but that's like saying that, you know, because you got a penalty, the other team should get a penalty after that. Yes, I'm a hockey fan. You don't know. You you don't see how my logic got got set up here. But it's but it's like the (laughs) when the people speak, Dylan. (laughs) Jeez. I need to listen. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's that sounds good. <laughs> and also, I mean, I, I you know where I thought you were gonna go with that? I thought you were gonna what? say you're gonna say people are listening to hockey unfiltered with Ken Campbell. Well, that was my next go to. Right. And I had a perfect comeback for that. Yeah. Which was, yeah, people also follow you on Twitter. Nice. <laughs> nice. But you ruined it by not saying that, and I didn't get to use my comeback, so I just kind of, you know, square peg round hold that <laughs> okay. one. All right. Let's chat let's chat, the chat same, about the-, the same thing you do when you build something. <laughs> Very few things that I build that have either square pegs or round holes. Okay. It's normally round pegs and round holes. Okay. That's not a reference. I'm just literally. No, no. Yeah. When you dowel join something. Yeah. Right. You, you Jake drill Dowell? Dowell. Former, former Chicago Blackhawk Jake Dowell? No, but didn't oh. he also play for the New Jersey Devils? Who we're talking no, about he next? Didn't. No, I know he no, didn't. No, he didn't. I'm just, I was looking for a segue, and I was going to take any off-ramp I could find. Okay. Yeah. New Jersey Devils. Are they a paper tiger? Blah. Hmm. A glass cannon. Well, yes, yes, because I've been a saying... A flash in the pan. I've been saying all year that that this is my candidate to get upset in the first round. You have been saying that all year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I I mean in a more 
general sense. Like you think about like, okay, here's your example. Last year, Florida Panthers, yeah, President's Trophy winners, just like trounced in the playoffs. Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just did not go well. And then this year, yeah, all right, they're back in the race, but it's still not going well. And so now we're left to wonder, was Florida ever for real? Right. Is that is there a possibility that that happens to New Jersey? No, no, no. I think I think long term. Yeah. No, 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 no. Not in my opinion. I think I think they're built for long term success. Yeah. And the reason why they've been they they are now built for long term success is they used to have guys like Ty Smith and 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 like they had a lot of small defensemen. And now look what they have. They have Dougie Hamilton. They got Jonas Siegenthaler. They got Ryan Graves. All big. You know, big defensemen who can who can who can withstand the rigors of playing. You know, an eighty-two game season playing in the NHL. I think no. I think for I think long term they're set up for success. I just and and there's nothing. There's no science to this, to what I'm saying because right. there's never any science to anything I say. But I just I just feel like they're that team that has to get you know slapped around in the first round and lose. And then, and then they, then they figure it out and, and, and just like, it's just happened way too many times in, in NHL history to discount that as something that is a, a a real possibility, especially if you're playing the Rangers who are, you know, I mean, are good and tough and big and hard to play against. And yeah, I don't know. A friend of mine and myself were, were actually yesterday talking about, who's the biggest prick team in the league. And uh, Rangers came up. Tampa came up, of course. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. anyways, just because yeah. cause, cause Boston's kind of not really it anymore. No. And they were the de facto. Yeah, because they're just too good. They're just too busy, just like waxing Okay, everybody. but Chara was dirty. Yeah. And Lucic was dirty. Mm-hmm. And Marshan was dirty. Mm-hmm. And so they were dirty. Yeah, Marchand's and Marchand's they were not even dirty anymore. Like I know, and, and now you know. Having said that, he's going to punch. Who are they playing? The to, who are they playing tonight? He's going to go out and do something stupid. Yeah, well, that's, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you know, that's your prop bet right there. Yeah, there's your gonna, prop. I'm going to bet yeah. a buck on Marchand doing something stupid <laughs> until I until you know I make a million bucks. Yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, like, yeah, they're going to go play. They're going to potentially be playing the New York Rangers. Decent mm-hmm. chance. And uh, I, I don't know. There, there's something about a friend of mine mentioned that he they remind him of the early years of Austin Matthews high flying Leafs. OK. And and he says that's concerning mm-hmm. in the sense of not being sustainable hockey. OK. So you think that you think that without major surgery on the lineup, they will understand what it takes to win in the playoffs after this. Playoffs yeah. Like, I mean, even if they get Timo Meyer. Even if they get well, Timo that was Meyer, there was my right? next question. Yeah, do yeah. what do you think about the Timo Meyer rumors? I think they're pretty bang on. Yeah, yeah, you think they're oh, going yeah. for him? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Really? Yep. He's a good player. <laughs> I mean, yeah, okay, fair enough. Like it, you know, if there's a if, yeah, if a player like that's available, then you shoot your shot, right? Yeah. yeah. But uh, I don't know what's what's the need in their lineup. I'd say goaltending. Uh, really? You think so? Yeah. 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 
I watched Vanacek get pumped for five goals on fourteen shots last night. Yeah, but you know what? That happens. I know. That I know. Happens. Happens. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't think they need goaltending. I mean, and what? And if you do, what are you gonna do? Who are you yeah. gonna trade for? Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah. No. No. I think. I mean, there are going to be a lot of teams in on Timo Meyer, including like like the St. Louis Blues, apparently, right? Who who view yeah. that that if they get him, they can start their rebuild. In um, some ways, that makes more sense to me on the fly, right? So yeah, because yeah. with guys like Jordan Cairo and but I you think know. you know I think I think there's going to be teams like Winnipeg. There's going to be lots of teams that are going to be after this guy. Yeah, and so I'm not I'm not convinced that New Jersey's going to get him, but it's a great fit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, like I said, if you if you can get a good player like him, an excellent player, yep. then you should get him. Yep. Should we move on to the Edmonton Oilers? Yep. Do you have more to say on New Jersey or no? No, no, no. I'm good. Okay, Edmonton Oilers. Eric Carlson rumors, Patrick Kane rumors, rumors abound. Tell me what you're feeling about the Edmonton Oilers. I'm feeling what I'm feeling about the Edmonton Oilers is this. I don't get the Patrick Kane stuff. I don't get it. It do, it doesn't make, like it makes no sense to me, mm-hmm. like none. I don't care if you can put together a super line with McDavid and the two Canes. I don't care. Like, if anybody's watched the Edmonton Oilers play, mm-hmm. they can score. <laughs> they score what? five. They score five goals a game. Yeah. They give up six. Yeah. Like I think what I think what the Edmonton Oilers have to do mm-hmm. is a couple of things. First of all, just dispel and forget about the notion that Jack Campbell is your number one goalie. Like, forget it. Just abandon that. He's not. Yeah. He's not. He isn't, and he's not, and he has never been, except for a couple of months in Toronto last year. He's not the number one goalie. He's not a number one goalie. So you live with that. You go with Stuart Skinner, and you either buy out Jack Campbell after this year or you just live with the fact that you've got a $5 million backup goalie, right? Yeah. You just live with it because, yeah. because you, you keep trying to jam that square, square peg. peg into the round hole and he keeps being bad. Yeah. You know, I mean, they lost three games because of their goaltending yeah. and he, and they shouldn't have lost any of them. They had three goal leads, mm-hmm. you know? So that's the first thing. Just abandon any notion that this guy is your number one goalie. So down the stretch, it's not like, yeah, this is our guy. He's going to be our guy for the playoffs, blah, 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 blah. No, no. It's over. It's over. Okay? Secondly, they need a defenseman. Yeah. They they absolutely need at least one, maybe two NHL caliber defensemen. Like, on the second goal... Last night against Philly, they ended up winning, I think, 4-2. Like, I don't know. I have no idea what Cody Cece was thinking on that play. But it led directly to the Philadelphia Flyers going up 2-1. And that's just not a play that an NHL defenseman can make. It's just mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you talk a lot about, we talk a lot about, yeah, they, okay, they don't need Errol Carlson. They need, you know, they need. Joel Edmondson, or they need whatever this guy or that guy. But I look at a play like that, and if you have Eric Carlson back there and the puck's on his stick, he ain't making that play. No. He's no. not making that play. He's yeah. making a really good play. He's making a way better play. Yeah. So it's getting out of the zone, and there's nothing, 
right? Yeah. So, like, that's what I've always argued about Eric Carlson is that, you know, yeah, okay, so, okay, so defensively, what he's whatever he is, right? But, like, there's got to be a premium put on the fact that if he does retrieve that puck in the defensive zone, his defense is that he's not going to do something stupid with it. Yeah. And he's going to make, make it go the other way, you know? Right. So, yeah, so they, you know, to me, that's that's... The Edmonton Oilers, I, I don't know whether it's it's whether they can make Eric Carlson work. It doesn't seem like they can. Like I, it just doesn't yeah. it just doesn't make sense from a as Ken Holland says, dollars in, dollars out prospect. Yeah. But they need they need something back there. They absolutely like like that's just not it's just not sustainable the way they, they play in their own end. It's just not in the playoffs. They don't need any, they don't, like, to me, they don't need Patrick Kane. Like, why would you go out and get, and use your resources getting Patrick Kane when you've got such, in my opinion, a, such a massive other chasm in your lineup? That's just, that to me, that's whistling by the graveyard and mm-hmm. saying, yeah, okay, we're going to get another guy who's going to maybe help us outscore all of our deficiencies. Well, y- you can't outscore that that kind of deficiency. You can't. Because mm-hmm. if you could, the Edmonton Oilers would be, you know, f- fifty nine and zero right now, and have won every game seven five. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so a few things on that. One, I like Jack Campbell. I like him as a goalie. Uh, what I'll say to that is that he uh, he needs a de- he needs a defense around him. I I think. Jack Campbell is Jack Campbell's own worst enemy. Oh, in terms of mentally? Yeah. Yeah, you're He's like me. Correct. He's like me. He's like me. Right. In pickleball. He's like me in pickleball. <laughs> he is. I'm standing there going, I'm the worst guy here. Um, and then I get pissed off. And yeah. Yeah, no. He's he I think he's his wor- own worst enemy. And I said it when Edmonton signed him. I said, I think that he was the best goalie of the offseason. But what I said was Edmonton has not one but two defensemen that the Leafs didn't want. Right. So Cody Cece and Tyson Berry. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you're talking about going to a worse defensive situation. <clears throat> yeah. That's, that's not good. That's, yeah. that's kind of, that's kind of damning stuff right there. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and so I, I kind of agree with you. You, you basically, you know, as a goalie coach, we look at in season changes and off season changes. And so you have to, for this year, you got to go with Skinner. And, and, and hope it. for the best. I mean, and you've he's, got to reassess been, in the offseason. And he's been really good. Like, he has been good. He's been one of the, like, in terms of save percentage, I yeah. mean, his body of work isn't as big as some other guys, but he's right up there. Yeah. He's but right Smith always thrived on chaos. Yeah. Yeah. He's kind of, in hindsight. Well, Curtis Joseph was the same thing. Yeah. Curtis Joseph was the same thing. If he got 50 shots a game, he'd win. If he got 17 shots a game, he'd lose. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So. Um. So it's just that that's one side of it. The other side of it is Connor McDavid. He's he's doing well. Yeah. At, at at five versus five. Don't get me wrong. He's not killing it. Though. He's ninth in the league at points per 60 and five versus five. Yeah. OK. If you change that to all situations, he's first in the league and it's not close. Right. 
He's first in the league by 0.6 points. Right, and there are all, there still are all situations. Right, no, no. <laughs> in a game, there are so, all situations. So I mean, yeah, they feast, me on, they feast on the power play, but you get power plays in a game. <laughs> no, but what that yeah. says to me is, how do you get, because we've all seen Connor. Connor McDavid did another one last night. Did you? That move was like was one insane. of the. That move was one of the most ridiculous moves I've seen him make without scoring. A backwards. That was like I a would, backwards and, backhand toe drag through two defense, yeah, and defenders. Yeah, and they want. And this is the thing. Like people have gotten so used to that that the announcers just went, "Oh, no, he didn't score," and we're off to a commercial. Like I'd be standing up in the press going box, going, "Are you effing kidding me? Right, right. Look, look what he just did." Yeah, yeah. So. um but anyways, my point is, is that when you watch that talent, when you watch that guy play and you say, why can't you score at five versus five? Yeah. And not why can't you? I mean, I'm, you know what I mean? Yeah. But why are you not? Why are you ninth at five versus five? Yeah. He's not getting the puck in a good situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How does that happen? It's the defense. has got to move yeah, that yeah. puck out yeah. to him. Yeah. And so I'm kind of like, so going back to Patrick Kane versus Eric Carlson, even if. Your solution is to outscore your problems even more. Yeah. Then once again, I say to you, get yourself a defender. Because like Tyson Berry, he likes to skate the puck out himself. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, Darnell Nurse. He's, he's a good jack of all trades. He's a good jack of all trades defenseman. I, he I was like him. way better two years ago. Oh, well, yeah, obviously. And then he signed the contract. Yeah. Um, Darnell Nurse, good jack of all trades defenseman. But I, I think they just, you know. I, I joked about signing the contract. I think that it has a lot more to do with the fact that he's had three years of 28 minutes a night mm-hmm. under his belt. Yeah, no, no, I, yeah. I, I am, I'm right with you there. I don't think Darnell Nurse is bad. I think he's way overworked. Right. I think he's way overworked. Right. And he has to take on too much responsibility and, and it, it, it hurts his game. Yeah. You know, so you go out, so, so like, I don't know how you make it work and I don't think you can make it work, but so you get Eric Carlson, whoever trades for Eric Carlson, has to know that this is going to get ugly again. Oh, yeah. It's going to get ugly oh, again. Yeah. And, it, and it could be as soon as next year. And and that's that's really, that's the crux of, of right. what the issue is with right. the asking price of Eric yeah, Carlson. Yeah, yeah. Is that it's like, you're asking me to have maybe a two-year, maybe two years of good Eric Carlson. Maybe. And then have dead money again. Yeah, yeah. But, but, but. Yeah. I mean, he's a difference maker. Yeah. He's a he's a different like he he can win you a Stanley Cup. He almost he almost almost did. won the Ottawa Senators a Stanley Cup. Yeah, almost. Yeah, like they came double overtime of Game Seven against Saint uh, against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Yeah, right. And yeah. and he did it on one leg. Yeah, like that was ridiculous. Yeah. Okay. And a thirty-seven-year-old Craig Anderson saying, "Hey, uh, you know how I'm never in the conversation for best goal in the NHL." Yeah. Maybe I should start being in the conversation for best goal in the NHL. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And you know what he's saying this year? Hey, you know how <laughs> I'm 42 <laughs> and should maybe still be in the conversation for one of the better starters in the league? <laughs> Anyways, that's... Did uh, he, he, did, he didn't start last night against Toronto. No, I didn't did start he? last night. I didn't, watch, I didn't watch hardly any of that game. I was watching Edmonton. I always watch Edmonton. I watch Edmonton a lot. Gee, I wonder why. Yeah, it might, must be because maybe it's because they have like t- some good players. Yeah, I've, and I've they're heard fun that. to watch. I've like, heard that they're fun. They're an adventure sometimes. Well, but at both ends. Of the I mean, range. like I'll text you sometimes. And I'll be like, ah, there's some good fun bad hockey. You know, I think bad hockey. Bad hockey's way more fun to watch. Yeah, the, the Montreal uh, Chicago game, so fun. Yeah, yeah. 
absolute disaster. Like every coach just <laughs> yeah. must be watching that and losing their hair. Yeah. But as a like as a sports fan, you know, just like what's better? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Anyways, it's it's like watching two club fighters fight. You know, you get the professional boxers that are smart. Yeah, they, yeah. these they, guys are throwing haymakers. They're just throwing the haymakers yeah, yeah. all the yeah. whole time. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly, yeah. exactly. Much like fighting in hockey, which is so fun. It is. God, <laughs> there should be more of it. Really, <laughs> it's getting soft. Yeah, you're gonna start calling it soccer or football. Go cover figure skating. <laughs> Somebody wrote that to me last week on Twitter. Last was, week? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because I said something about how Ottawa retired Chris Neal's number and how ridiculous that was. It was ridiculous. Yeah, well, a lot of people didn't think so. But anyways, uh, and then the guy said, go cover figure skating. It's like, wow, no one's ever written that to me before. <laughs> so, wow, you're so you're so unique, eh? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, do you think that all up by yourself? Yeah, quick thing on the Chris Neal thing. Like, obviously, the team that I'm most intimately familiar with is the Montreal Canadiens. And let me tell you, like, they're debating whether... Markov's number gets retired. They're debating whether Price's number gets retired. Yeah, they're, they're Price, not, they're not debating. Leads? They're not debating whether Chris Nyland's number gets retired. No, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they're not yeah. debating whether George LaRocque's number yeah, gets yeah. retired. Yeah, right, right. Like Kerry yeah. Price, who leads the team and wins. Yeah, of all the Habs, Patrick Waugh. Yeah, take a seat. Yeah, George Vesna, take a seat. Ken Dryden, take Ken a Dryden, seat. take a seat. This is. This is this is Carey Price's record. Yeah, it's his to break now, but he didn't win a cup, so yeah, maybe we just don't retire it, right? Retire <laughs> <laughs> Chris Neal. That's unbelievable. Uh, you know, I get it. I get it. He meant a lot to the like. He meant a ton to the community, and he so played there for four, he played there for fourteen years. He was the only team he played for. I get all of that, and you know what? I, I mean. If you want to retire his number, go ahead. I don't care. But, like, you're opening yourself up to stuff like that if you do it. And, yeah. you know, well, you know what? Good for him. Like, yeah, good for him. Yeah. 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 Well, I can't wait for Donald Brashear's uh, number retirement ceremony yeah. in uh, Philadelphia. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's going to be epic. Yeah. Hey, everybody. This time of year, everybody's talking about making big changes, which is all well and good, but most of the time pretty unrealistic. Take me, for example. I said I wasn't going to throw my racket in pickleball anymore, and I still do it. I've actually found that the smallest change to your routine can make the biggest impact. In the same way, you don't have to break the bank to make a big deal purchase. Even the smallest things can be part of a big change if it's something you use every day, like my Raycons. Raycon is premium audio at the perfect price point so you can build great habits without breaking the bank. Whether you're looking for a pair of everyday earbuds, low-latency gaming headphones, or a speaker with a battery that will last all night at your next party, Raycon's got you covered. And yes, Raycon's start at half the price of other premium audio brands. So you don't even have to choose between products. You can get one of each, or a pair, and a spare, and still pay less than you would with some of the other guys. Even if, you'll, even if you know you'll love your Raycons as much as I do, Raycons wants to make sure you feel great about your purchase. They offer a buy now, pay later option. Every purchase has an easy and free return guarantee. 
Ready to buy something small with a big impact? Go to buyraycon.com slash THPN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. Colorado Avalanche? What about them? <laughs> okay, whatever. We've only discussed these topics in advance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but... Colorado Avalanche, that's your prompt. Okay. I'm just the sidekick. I say stuff like, gee, Batman, that looks like it hurts. I don't know. I don't I don't remember what Robin says. But. No, he would say, holy something, Batman. Yeah, Jiminy Willikers. Holy molars, Batman. Yeah. Holy molars, Batman. How did you do that? Holy molars, Ken, you threw your, your racket again? Oh, God. I'm an idiot. Ah, uh, boy. Anyways. <laughs> I'm really worried about Colorado and one player in particular. Tell me. Well, I think we all know. You're 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 Mr. Distracted today. No, I'm just saying. Like, I mean, he's Kale McCarr, by the way. Well, yeah, it's things. tough. It's tough because he 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 gets hurt, goes into concussion protocol, yeah. comes back and plays. Yeah. Then he's hurt. Right. Gets hurt again. Yeah. Goes in concussion protocol. Comes back and plays. Now he's on the now he's on the the shelf again. I mean, to me, that's like I you know there are a lot of people who know a lot more about the the concussion protocols in the NHL than I do. But there's something wrong. <laughs> there's something wrong. Yeah. When a guy leaves a game, comes back, is hurt, misses eight games, comes back, gets hurt, comes back to the game, and now he's back on. Now he's back on on in concussion protocol, you know? And to me, of course, it all starts with the fact that he got elbowed in the head by Jeff Carter and they didn't do anything about it. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. they said it was coincidental contact. My ass. Yeah. That was an elbow to the head. Yeah. You know, I coincidentally thought to elbow you in the head. as The head was there. Yeah. It was just a matter of coincidence that I was pissed off and you were there. Yeah. And my elbow, uh, you know, you're, you, you stopped my elbow with your face. Yeah. Yeah, so to me, that's where it all falls apart. But yeah. but um, to me, I, I just, I don't know. It just, every, you know, they, they did everything right. And I mean, I'm not going to sit here and disparage the Colorado Avalanche because uh, I'm sure their last thing they want to do is, yeah, let's rush them back into a game so we can lose them for a, a really long time. Like, no, they didn't want to do that. They followed all the, they followed all the concussion protocols and he yeah. was fine and he said he was fine. And this still happens. So, like, to me, it's it's pretty clear that it's failing. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, as of last, I researched this, which is about two or three years ago. The concussion protocols did not require weekly updating. Meaning that uh, a player sets a baseline test yeah. at the yeah. beginning of the season then goes through training camp, then goes through the season. During said season, their reaction times improve. Okay. Because of the way that they're 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 being stressed every single day and and that is being trained every single day. Right. During the offseason, their reaction times tend to go down. Their reaction times improve, meaning that you can get a concussion mm-hmm. in season and your reaction times revert to your baseline that was taken at the beginning of the season. And so that means you're good to go. 
which means you're good to go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When you're not good to go. Yeah, I yeah. remember when uh, when I came back from COVID and I went to the gym, and uh, the strength and conditioning coach there put me on the stationary bike. And I rarely do stationary bike, as you can probably plainly see. <laughs> well, like you lost me when you said I went to the gym. Like I was like, oh, wow. Okay. Well, is that we're learning something again. here. Yeah. I go to the gym <laughs> once a year, whether I need it or not. But uh, he put me on the stationary bike and I said, this is a stationary bike. Like we never do this. Right. Yeah. And he said, he said, you're coming back from COVID. I want to know how it affected you. And I said, I don't think that it affected me at all. I, I barely felt sick. And he said, Everybody that he's tested so far has been affected by COVID. It's just a matter of how much. I, I agree. I agree. I had it in October and I'm still struggling to like not struggling, but I'm not to score goals in men's league. Oh God. Well, I, that, no, that was, that was <laughs> can't not, blame COVID on that. One. Yeah, no, it didn't. It didn't. COVID didn't get into my hands. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. Like I, like when I go on a treadmill or elliptical machine, I'm still, I'm not where I was before I had COVID. Yeah. Like it's not, it's not huge, Yeah, but it's not where I was. Yeah. Yeah. But, but anyway, so, so my point, my point is, is that a, a concussion to my knowledge, I'm not a doctor, uh, but a concussion, it affects everybody. Yeah. And it, it affects our, yeah. it affects our plane, yeah. but it's just a matter of how much or how little. And to have a baseline set at the beginning of the year, by the way, the baseline is done with human testing, not with like a DynaVision board or something like that. Okay. DynaVision boards are uh, not mandated by the league. Is that, cost about is, 20 that a, grand. is that a uh, thing where they like, you have to t- touch the thing and everything? Yeah, the lights go up and you touch the They should put up lights. pictures of like Dinosaur and you have to touch it like because it's DynaVision. <laughs> that would be good. Like Or, or Harley Dinas. It's a... The model of Harley Davidson. Yeah, that that wasn't funny. The dinosaur line was funny. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm I'm sorry. Okay. A small pop segment of the population that's or or this. have it as Dino Cicerelli and call it the Dina, whatever Dina Vision Dino Dino Vision Dino Vision. Yeah, and because Dino Cicerelli because he li- unleashed more concussions than uh, yeah. That's like that's it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Anyways, my my point is to get back to this is that there is a way to improve this. And it costs, and it'll cost the teams twenty grand each. And the fact that it's not mandated by the league is disgusting. Okay, that's my point. Okay. And I remember that I sussed out that I think that Montreal has one of those boards because Andrew Shaw went and played a game, got clearly concussed, got up, wobbly knees, fell back down, went into the into the locker room where the visiting team would have had to provide uh, facilities, did the concussion protocol, came back out. Oh, I'm fine. Plays the rest of the game. The next day, they fly back to Montreal, and they're all of a sudden like, well, actually, he's concussed. Yeah. And I'm certain that it's because they went back to Montreal, had their own facilities, mm. and had a DynaVision board or something to that effect, and they went, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then they saw it. Anyways, yeah. this is my point. It's it's boring, I but I, 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 I mean, I mean, I mean, in, in when after he got elbowed by Carter, Jeff Carter, he was holding his head. Right. Like, to me, I don't know, like... If you're holding your head, maybe you just shouldn't come back the rest of that game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know what it is. And I know that there are experts who deal with this. And, and you know, maybe you sit there and you go, yeah, everybody followed protocol. And it's just one of those unfortunate things. Because the Torpchenko hit was not... But the it, protocol it was not nefarious. Constantly. It was not nefarious. It was not nefarious. It was right. just... It was a collision. Yeah. The, the Carter one, like, I, I mean, it fails... At, right at the source, at the beginning. Yeah. Jeff Carter should have been suspended. Yeah. 
or at least find $5,000, the maximum, <laughs> maximum allowed under the collective bargaining agreement. Which Dylan Larkin was fined for cross-checking somebody in the neck last night. Right. Oh, yeah, I saw that, actually. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Um, anyways, the protocols are failing constantly. And so constantly, I feeling occasionally. I don't know. How how many times would you say over the course of a week that somebody goes in for the protocols? I don't know. I I don't know. I don't keep track of it. I I have no idea. They fail enough. Yeah. How would I put it this way? They fail enough. Look, it's like the it's like the plane industry, right? One crash, one plane crashes and they get the black box and they, you know, the named and, and they review the thing and they don't just say, ah, probably won't happen again. Yeah. They take steps. Right. Right? Right. If it fails several times in the course of a year, which I'm certain that it does. Okay. Is that not enough? Well, I think second I impact think, syndrome can kill you. Well, I think I think the the you know, and and I'm and I mean any concussion to any player is serious and should be taken seriously. Yeah. But if you look at it in the context of who it is, you got to go like, "Oh boy, we you know, we got to be better." Right, yeah, to protect the these incredible players. Right, exactly. In our league, yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. totally agree. Yeah, uh, let's move on. Okay, shall we? Mm-hmm. Um, from Kale McCarr to other Colorado Avalanche question. Oh, another one. Okay. Well, they're quiet so far. Yeah, they were. They they got in a little bit early in the trade deadline last year. Do you think that there's something brewing there? I don't know. I mean, I think they probably they I they probably were in on Ryan O'Reilly. That would be my um, guess. Yeah, yeah, I would think. I would think. Um, but you know, I mean, when they, they've shown when they're healthy, that they're still one of the best teams in the NHL. Right. Yeah. I think we've, I think we can agree on that. Right. Yeah. yeah. When they're healthy, when they're a hundred percent healthy. Yeah. And so really like you start getting these guys back and it's like, you're getting a trade deadline acquisition. You know what I mean? My thought is just that uh, and Miko Rantanen, Rico Rantanen is he's having himself a year. It's ridiculous. I, I, like all he does, is dark he scores every heart, goal. He, he scores every goal I get. Dark dark horse heart trophy candidate. I I'm 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 here for that. I'm yeah. here for that. He's been like just <sighs> sublime. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My only thought is Nazem Kadri's gone. Yep. You're putting a lot of stress onto Nathan McKinnon. Yep. With Nazem Kadri out of that lineup. Mm-hmm. So, well, yeah, but is you, there you, somebody you, that they can at least get to plug that hole? That one? I don't think so. Well, not not somebody that would that would fill Nazem Kadri's shoes, but you know, a secondary a secondary center. Yeah. Right? Like you're not going to get I mean, hence, Kadri got hence, 90 points last year. Hence, okay? Hence you're not the getting Ryan Kadri O'Reilly, again. Hence the Ryan O'Reilly right. uh, speculation, right? Yeah. Yeah. Kadri got 90 points last year. You're not getting Nazem Kadri back. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um Timo Meyer as a rental? I know that he's more yeah. a winger. Okay, he is a winger. He's played center though. Yeah. Yeah. But he's not a rental. He's not a rental. You got him next year as well as long as you're willing to give him a $10 million um, qualifying offer. Yeah, but in that yeah. case, I mean, it's even better in the sense that you can recoup some assets by trading him in the offseason if you don't want to keep him. Right, right. You know? Yeah, I guess, you know, I mean, I you know, I mean, right now they're second. What I meant was, was, was trade so. for him and yeah. treat him like a rental 
with the knowledge that we're probably not able to keep him as Nathan McKinnon's next contract kicks in next year. Right. Right. That's what I was kind of Mm -hmm. driving at. Yeah. Not that he was a strict rental. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I don't know. I, I just think that to go deep in the playoffs, there's a, there's a gaping hole there. There is. Yeah. Down the middle there is. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know who fills that. Well, I mean, Gabriel Landeskog would do a good job at filling it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'd forgotten that he played some center. Well, no, but I mean, he just, he just, he bolsters your, your, your whole forward, forward group. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you want somebody who's, you know, I mean, Darren Helm, no, (laughs) you know, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty thin. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, uh, let's, uh, let's move on. Let's talk about the 1998 Olympics, which you just wrote about, and uh, the 25th anniversary is... Today. Today. Today is the 25th anniversary of the Czech Republic winning the first NHL Olympic hockey tournament. Yep. 1998 Nagano. They beat Russia 1-0 in the the gold medal game, and more Canadians will remember two days prior when they beat Canada in the shootout, and Robert Reichel scored the only goal of the shootout. Um, Dominic Hasek was at that time at the height of his powers. Yep. He was right in the middle of winning two heart trophies. He was, he won the Vezina that year. Uh, he had like a 961 save percentage in the Olympic tournament. It was, it was insane. Yeah. Um, but to me, I mean, I, I, it's really noteworthy because like everybody talks about the 50th anniversary of the summit series. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, I mean, we just had that this year, mm. but to me, the 25th anniversary of the Czechs winning the gold medal in, in the Olympics is every bit as big a global hockey event as that. Maybe even bigger. I mean, perspective is always an interesting thing. It is. It really is. I mean, I mean, that is like the Czech moment of glory. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. You know, so, to, and to me, like, way more geopolitical than any of the other Canadian ones were that we seem to, you know, put on hallowed ground, you know, like the Summit Series. I mean, the, the games between the Czechs and, and Russians over the history of hockey, like, you want geopolitical? Mm-hmm. That's geopolitical. Yeah. Us, you know, Canada playing against the commies for seven, ga- eight games in 1972, that's nothing. Yeah. Like the Czechs, like they hated those bastards. They hated them. Yeah. Like there was one world championship where they they had their um their their logo and there was a star on top. Mm-hmm. And the star was for the for the for the the you know, communism mm-hmm. and a bunch of guys put tape over it and right. played in the world championship with tape over it. Like that that took massive cojones. Yeah, yeah. You know, but anyways, anyways, to me, you know, like we get all provincial about this stuff mm-hmm. and we're like, oh, well, you know, the Summit Series was this, that, and the other thing. Well, I mean, this is bigger. I, 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 this is bigger. The Miracle on Ice was bigger. Um, you know, to me, you win the first best-on-best tournament ever, really. Mm. Like, the first one that's, you know, in the Olympics, mm-hmm. that's noteworthy. And, you know, 25 years, it's a long time. And and it's, a, it's to me, it was, to me, I, I, you know, I mean, I remember that tournament because I watched it all. Um, and, I mean, Hasek was unbeatable. Mm-hmm. He was unbeatable. Yeah. 
I mean, when it came down to the shootout, I was like, Canada's losing. Right. Canada's losing. Yeah. There's no way. Because they're just not beating this guy. Yeah, they're just not going to beat him. They're yeah. just not going to beat him. Yeah. And especially with Wayne Gretzky sitting on the bench. Yeah. And Ray Bork taking the shootout. <laughs> and Brendan Shanahan. Like, Brendan Shanahan was the last shooter, and it was like, okay, if this was a competition where a guy stands in front of the net and gets cross-checked eight times and then tries to score, there's your guy. Right, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's funny. The thing, perspective is always an interesting thing, like, do you know how they teach the American Revolution in England? No. They barely teach it at all. Right. Because it's just one more of one of their many, many colonies that seceded from them. Right. They just go, yeah, and then America left. Uh-huh. In America, do you know how they teach the American oh, Revolution? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like four years of curriculum right there. You know? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then we took those limeys and, you know. Yeah. And, and, and so, like, the Hey, perspective- what about slavery? Forget about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about our colonialism afterwards? Yeah, yeah, Not, yeah. didn't happen. Yeah. 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 Um, but, but truthfully, like, that, like, perspective is so interesting because, so for America, that is the one and only time that they seceded from another nation. Right. That was it, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that yeah. bit about the South doesn't count. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. an attempt, okay? Yeah, that, and it didn't go well. It did not go well for anybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's the one and only time that they that they seceded from a nation. For England, they're like, yeah, and then, you know, shortly after that was Australia, and then Canada, yeah, and yeah, then yeah, Ireland, yeah, yeah. and then, you yeah, know, yeah. India, and then, like... For them, they're just like, yeah, this is kind of the part of a, you know, part of our dismantling of the empire. Right. South Africa. And, you know, it's just for them, it's just this like in, this incredible footnote. But mm-hmm. so going back to your point about the 72 series in comparison to this, the one thing that I always think about is I, I remember uh, when Finland won the World Junior uh, and the per capita numbers for Finnish people watching hockey was like two thirds of the population right, right. watched that game. Yeah, yeah. And and it just it was this really weird thing where it was like this as a Canadian, as a born and raised Canadian, there was this moment where I was just like, as much as we think that hockey is our cultural identity, I don't think that two thirds of Canadians are watching that game. No. So we go back to the significance of this, and I just think like you're talking 1998. Like when you look at now, uh, how how hockey mad Czechia is, right? Czechia, yeah. I think I did it. I've heard Czechia and Chechia. No, it's Czechia. I do think it's Czechia. It's Czechia. Yeah, yeah. But when you think about how hockey mad Czechia is in terms of like a per capita, they're yeah. probably crazier than Canadians. Probably in I mean, terms of their their hockey fans. What are they? They were while well, they were ten million people then. I think. Almost five million watched the semifinal against Canada. That's that's half the country right there. My point is, is that yeah, you're right. It's uh, you know this this is the birth of a nation in, in on an international stage with an international sport. Yeah, and yeah. it's amazing. Yeah, no, it was like I said. I mean, I I just I bring it up because Australia just creamed South Africa in the Double IHF. By the way, Division Two. Did they? Yeah, just was so it, that we all know, Division Two. You sure it's Division Two? It wasn't like Division. Four? Might have been Division Three. Yeah. Anyways, it was between yeah. one and four. Yeah. <laughs> but but I think I think I think you lose an appreciation for things like this as years go by. Yeah. And I mean, I, I mean, it was vintage Dominic Hasek. Uh, to me, to me, Dominic Hasek is the greatest goaltender in NHL history. Yeah. Uh, you know. 
What do they say online? Like, uh, prove me wrong or whatever. He changed my mind. Changed my mind. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah. He's the greatest NHL. He's the greatest goalie in NHL history. And he was arguably, he was 33, but he was arguably at the height of his, the best goalie in the history of the game was at the height of his, of his powers. Yeah. Well, it took him until 33 just to, just to learn how to dial in those moves. (laughs) They uh, actually, so Dominic Hasek had a quick, uh, they, he did an ad for something called Sense Arena. And Sense Arena is a VR hockey thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, and what was funny was it started out as goalie training. Now they've got player training, all the rest of it, right? This is not an ad for Sense Arena. But what was funny was Dominic Hasek did an ad for them. And, of course, the VR is designed to, you know, track butterflies, track different moves that our goalies are making. And so he was, like, wearing the VR headset and doing, like, a barrel roll and stuff as pretty funny um guy still looks like he's in fantastic shape he is yeah Yeah. and and he's one of the few people in the hockey world who is very very vocal about the invasion of russia's russia's invasion of ukraine he's been he's been like that is his thing right now oh yeah um yeah so anyways yeah i always loved when he played so dominic uh you had 63 shots and your team won one nothing yeah you know i go i stop the puck we win the game Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so finally, before we get out of here, um, we're actually doing pretty well. We're just over an hour now, which okay. considering the amount of stuff that we had to cover in this one, that's something. So quickly before we get out of here. Yeah. Playoffs. Correct, Amundo. They are coming. The wild card race is interesting in the East because right now the two wild card teams are the New York Islanders and the Florida Panthers. Mm-hmm. And... The Penguins have a better win percentage than both of those teams. Mm-hmm. Detroit has a better win percentage than both of those teams. Yep. Uh, and Look at Buffalo. Detroit all of a sudden, eh? Look at what they're doing, eh? Yeah, and Buffalo has a better win percentage than both of those teams. Three teams have a better win percentage than both of those teams. Yep. Washington is just behind Florida yep. with a .525 compared to Florida's .533. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so conceivably anybody of Buffalo, Washington, Detroit, Pittsburgh, Florida, and New York Islanders can get into the playoffs, which by the way, flies in the face of the narrative for the last couple of years of it's boring because the playoffs are too set in stone too early. Yeah. This, this one isn't, this one is not. Yeah. No, no, no. Like Pittsburgh and Detroit have four games in hand on Florida and the Islanders. That's, that's substantial. That's not nothing. No, it's no, it's huge. Yeah. You got to win those games, but I mean. And you don't, to be honest, even you have to win like one of them. Yeah, maybe. If you're yeah, Pits- yeah. if you're Pittsburgh and you want to overtake Florida, you have to. You're 63 points. Florida has 64. Right. You have to win one of those games, and you've overtaken Florida. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's see if the Pittsburgh Penguins can win one out of four games. See, this is really interesting. Like, I don't think Buffalo has a chance. People were talking about Ottawa last week. Like, forget it, because yeah. to me, to me, it's not only that Ottawa is six points out. Like that's, that's, that's not, uh, that's not a, that's not insurmountable. Yeah. Especially when you've also got those four games in hand, but like, good luck. Yeah. Uh, you got to climb over one, two, three, four, five teams. Yeah. That's the thing. It's, 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 it's less to me, the points that you got to make as it is, you know, the number of teams you got to climb over. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like everybody's playing three point games half the time. You know what I mean? Like there's all these three point games. There's all this, you know, like yeah. good luck trying to get, you know, nose your way through all those teams. It's you know like what racing. I mean? You're like, oh, I was 0.3 seconds ahead of the lead. I only had to pass six cars. Yeah, exactly. You so, know? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I, I noticed I did pick? not put Who would you pick right now? Who would you pick right now as your two wild card teams? Because the, 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 uh, the teams are the teams are set. the The top three in both divisions are set, like they're ten points ahead. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's that's over. It's yeah. it's coming down to seven and eight. Pittsburgh and Buffalo. Uh, Pittsburgh and Buffalo. Buffalo? No, not Buffalo. No. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I do this wrong for you? No, it's just that like you can't play the way you played last night and then think you're a playoff team. Well, that's fair. I got no. I've got no faith in Washington. Yeah, I, I'm aware of that. I've got some faith in Pittsburgh. Oh, man, that's tough. Okay, go through it. Uh, in terms of just, just uh, eliminating people off the list. Islanders, do you eliminate them? No. Okay, Florida, do you eliminate no. them? No, 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 no. Pittsburgh's a no. Detroit? No, you don't eliminate them. Can I say that Detroit and... I eliminate Washington. I'm going to eliminate Washington because I have no faith in them. Detroit and Florida are the only. I'm going to eliminate Buffalo and Ottawa, so I'm. I'm. It's going to be one of those four te- two of those four teams. Detroit and Florida are the only two teams with negative goal differentials, and Detroit's is minus five. Yeah. So Florida's minus one. Yeah. So that yeah. That's okay. not nothing. Well, teams have made the playoffs with negative goals differentials. No, no, before. Of, of course. I, I, I wouldn't suggest otherwise. Although Florida has a great Corsi. Oh, do they? At all strength. Yeah. yeah. Third best in the league right now. Hmm. It's almost like they're not getting goaltending. <laughs> wow. It's Good weird. point. Good point. Yeah. Buffalo's right up there in terms of Corsi, four percentage with seventh in the league at okay. 51.67%. I don't know. I, you know, like, okay, so Buffalo had a bad game last night, but I've seen them have more good games than bad games. I'll, I'll tell you that. And yeah, yeah. You know, uh, every, every good team has a bad game now and again. Mm-hmm. Right. We've seen Colorado get blown out. We, yeah. Didn't Colorado lose to Arizona like three times last year? Something like that, yeah. Like all three times yeah. that they face yeah. each other? Yeah. I think you could count those as bad games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what do you think? Who's your final two? I don't know. Wow. Uh, do you believe let's in go Detroit? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh? I want to see Pittsburgh in the playoffs again. They're. Gonna, I think they're going to make it. I think so as well, and but also I want to see them in the playoffs again. I'm going to say Pittsburgh and the Islanders. That's who I'll pick. That's a safe couple picks. Yeah, I think that that's relatively safe. Yep. Um, I I liked watching Pittsburgh in the playoffs. And they'll both last get year. smoked in round one. Do you think them. so? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because they're playing Carolina and they're playing. Bo- one of them's playing Carolina. One of them's playing Boston. Pittsburgh Carolina would be such a good rematch. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'd enjoy that so much. Boston, Boston, and Islanders. Boston and Islanders is a big boy series too that I That'd enjoy. Be, so, yeah, jeez, yeah. I'm getting really excited for the playoffs. And to be honest, just before we get out of here, the O'Reilly trade made me more excited for the playoffs. I was already excited for the the second coming of the Leafs Tampa series. Yeah, you throw O'Reilly into that mix, going up against Tampa's defense, mm-hmm. and that is. Uh, that is ripe for drama. There's going to be crazy respect in that series. Oh, shit. 
Yeah, mad, mad respect. Mad respect. Is that what it was? Mad I, respect. I don't remember what exactly the yeah, quote yeah. was, but that's yeah. very funny. That's yeah. a good. That's a that's an elite level reference right there. That's that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. All right, you want to get out of here? Yes, I do. I've got stuff to do. I got places don't to be. Don't lie to me. To <laughs> Check out kencampbell.substack.com for this podcast directly into your inbox. Of course, Ken's excellent writing. Thank you so much for those that have left us reviews. Check out Hawk at Hockey No Filter on Twitter at Ken underscore Campbell 27, of course, at underscore Dylan Wah. And we'll talk to you next week.